Welcome back to the Ebony Mashup, episode five, and I'm titling this episode, I'm Coming Out. I'm LaShonda, how y'all doing? And I'm Mike J. Yes, okay, so, it's been a while, so I want to start with story time, all right? Story time. Yay! One morning she woke up different. That's Done the with, story? That's it, one morning she woke up different. It's short. It's like a, a quick little short song. Okay. But it all goes because I'm coming out. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I bet you what they, what they thinking. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, one morning, she woke up different. All right. Done with trying to figure out who was with her, against her, or walking down the middle because they didn't have the guts to pick a side. She was done with anything that didn't bring her peace. She realized that opinions were a dime a dozen, validation was for parking, and loyalty wasn't a word but a lifestyle. It was this day that her life changed, and not because of a man or a job, but because she realized that life is way too short to leave the key to your happiness in someone else's pocket. She was different. Y'all like that story? Short and sweet? Shot. Shot. Not short, short. I like that because I'm different. I feel like the longer that I'm here with you all, the more I'm able to come out of my shell. I know we talked about it before in in other episodes, earlier episodes, that, you know, this is a family. And so I realized that this has kind of become my doggone therapy, you know? And so I'm coming out of my shell. I'm different. Every time I come and bless y'all with my voice on this mic, I'm different. I am one step big, grown woman. I'm a more of a grown woman. You're a one step grown woman? I'm one step closer to being the grown woman that I want to be. But you want to, must say you're already a grown woman. Yeah, I am. But that don't mean, anyway, but I'm different. I'm coming out. Um, But what we are going to talk about is how many different ways you can come out, right? Mm -hmm. And the struggle that we see, um, how hard it is for people to come out. And we're not even just talking about like. I was about to say, no matter what you're coming out in, your sexuality, just coming out as a person is hard. Yeah. For me, uh, it was like (laughs) coming out. And you know how you kind of play around and you talk about I'm crazy or whatever. For me, it was really owning my mental health. Mm-hmm. And I used to play a play with it before and kind of be like, yeah, I'm just depressed today or I'm sad today. Or used to play around, girl, you crazy. And in my head, I used to be like, well, maybe I am a little bit. And feeling like that there was a bad stigma attached to that without even knowing that it was like, Everybody was going through it. Yeah, everybody have. Like, everybody. Before, I thought it was a scary thing. <laughs> and so. Yeah. I mean, it's not like everybody's going through it, but it's more and more people Yeah. that are being open about it. Yeah. I thought, for me, once I came out and spoke on it, I felt better. 
Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I don't give a shit who thinks what about me anymore. Nah. And why I don't I don't really care what the reason is for because it's again like I said before it ain't none of my business how they feel about me it's none of my business nope yeah even when you talk about like sexuality or whatever it's not it's nobody's business whoever you like who you want to like <laughs> who you want to love yeah that's on you that's on you baby I think that's wrong but <laughs> yeah that's wrong we even started talking to the kids differently like instead of saying are you going to bring your girlfriend home she'd be like you know, whoever you bring home whomever it's maybe because i don't want to like isolate them before they even figure out who they are or who they want to be i know i have my preferences and that's my yeah. business but like you said that's your business that's not my theirs. business and so as parents sometimes we put our business onto them and then when they decide to mind their own business we pissed off yeah so in that, I learned that I have to be prepared for, for their for coming anything. out. <laughs> Whether, whatever it is, because we forget, like, what our kids are going to be. You know what I mean? Whether yeah, they... like, who they are now, I'm going to say probably not. It's not who <laughs> they're going to be in five years, so. Yeah. Same for us, though. Yeah. Same for us. Like, who I am right now is not who I'm going to be even five days from now, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, if you grow, and I can't even say that. Hold on. Hold on. Let's talk about people coming out. I'm coming out. It's a lot of people that's not coming out of their laziness. It's a lot of people that's just kind of stuck in this in this situation of uh, just pure D. Comfortability. Comf- comfortability. comfortability. Whatever. Ability. We too old for this. Yeah. I mean, I'm coming out of uh, those generational curses, (laughs) those things that keep you stuck. Because I think a lot of people stay stuck (laughs) because they think that's where they have to be. Mm -hmm. Like when you you come out, when you leave something, like when you coming out of religion, like. Mm. Speak on it. Or, I mean, it's. Do you think it's it's hard because you like mm-hmm. am I leaving something like am I leaving what's right but then you be like but then I gotta use my common sense like <laughs> this don't add up right how, the flow is off <laughs> how are we finding bones from millions of years ago mhm but according to the Bible, what, 6,000 years old? That's how old Earth is? I don't know. But you can find million-year-old dinosaur bones. Mm. And we still have no proof of anything that happened in the Bible? I already know what you're talking about. Where that tomb at? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> you, what, what proof do we have that anything back then existed? For me, you know what it took? Because, like, I never thought about coming out of religion as like a coming out, mm-hmm. but it definitely is a coming out. And to me, I felt like it was a coming out of shackles, you know, and some of the listeners may still be in 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 that space and more power to you. But 
for me, I felt like it was shackles. Everybody told me what I needed to be. And then when I was what they wanted me to be, then they wanted to control that. And I was like, oh, what is this? Like, <laughs> you control me no more. You control me no more. That's what religion is. It's a form of control. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I feel um, like as I come out more spiritually Mm -hmm. and I'm owning it, uh, I feel a lot more tension from my religious side and from the side that I grew up with. And I feel them questioning a lot of what I do. And it further makes me keep, I mean, it just keeps making me want to stay away (laughs) because I'm like, it's supposed to be, you know, Jesus loves and he does all of these things, but you're not responding to me in love because I choose. Because I choose not to believe what you believe. Yeah, because I choose to be (laughs) free, free and a follower of the moon and all these different things. But what I found since I left there is I think I found myself. I mm-hmm. think I'm more in charge of those things um, that come up in life, whether good or bad. You know, we've learned about setting intentions. Yes. You know, and I, I think that with hard work, dedication, and a good heart and mind, you know, you can get just about anything you want in life. It's, are you going to have that level of... Uh, grit. I say, cause you still like, you want it, but you still gotta work for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you don't just want it and you put it out there. I want it and just mm-hmm. leave it there and you're gone. <laughs> but when you left religion, when you were when we were in church and we were in that structure, what kept us from thinking that way? What kept us from coming out of that? What kept us in it? Cause so they long? say they tell you just give it to God. Mm. And it'll mm-hmm. be okay. Mm-hmm. Just give it to Jesus. Nope. I'm not giving it to somebody who didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I believe it's proof. Like, I, I think that when we became parents, <laughs> and I could not explain to one of the kids, I don't know, we were in church. Like, I'm a certified, just so you guys know, I'm a certified evangelist in the Church of God in Christ. And I was an ordained deacon. And he was an ordained deacon. And I was, I was, hallelujah. (laughs) Won't he do it? (laughs) Yes, he will. Mm -hmm. But I was in line. (laughs) They going to be mad at that. Listen, I was in line (laughs) to become, uh, like for my past, like in line to be like a junior pastor. Mm-hmm. You're becoming a minister. A minister. There you go. There you go. Rewind. Thank you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Won't he do it? But I was going down that track, and that's when I learned, you know, about feeling like a pawn. I felt like everybody else wanted to put me somewhere on the board, but in my heart, I felt like God was taking me somewhere else. Hmm. But every time I felt like that was the way to go, they was like, it's not your time. It's not your time, baby. Or God didn't tell me that it was your time. Like, I can't talk to him on my own. Like, for me, those were the things that were like, I got to go. But I kind of have always, um, and I'm just not like, like not to toot my own horn, but I know the word, know the word. Like, 
I did biblical exegesis. I studied it in the original, in its original language. And um, I can, I know it to this day. I can take you to where I need to be. I still do reference the Bible though in my spirituality walk. Because what y'all don't know is the book of Psalms. <laughs> it's just a big book of spells. <laughs> it really is. So go revisit it. You know, if you caught what I said real quick, we might get a hint to where I'm at spiritually. But the book of Psalms is just a big book of spells. And a lot of things that we did in religion. Um, They're stolen. Stolen. We all know this. Right? All of, like, oh, I don't want to go there, but I'm coming out of religion. Cause you we see will how one it, day. We will. How it suck you right back in there? We will one day. We will what? Go into it one day go deeper yeah. well let's see right point six i don't know but yes well you know your son think we live in assimilation yes <laughs> he really does he thinks if you ever seen the movie um oh my god oh my god oh my god um the movie with Jim Carrey and he was in the bubble. Oh. Um, you know, Julie Smith's class. We watched this movie, and he round, he figured out his whole life was fucked because they was controlling. It was a him TV show from a baby. We'll get back to it, but he think we're in an assimilation. <laughs> yeah, he thinks. He think we. He's telling he's an alien. <laughs> But his argument is is valid. His argument that he tells is because Jaden is a good storyteller. And when you a good storyteller, I think you'd be a good salesman. Because you can sell shit to anybody. You could say. But it was the Truman Show. <gasps> the Truman Show. Yes! That's my shit. When I first saw that, when it's a boring saw- movie. Like... I thought it was boring at first. We was watching it in class. Yeah, but it got good. Yeah. Real quick. <laughs> you definitely should roll you up a fatty and then watch it. Because it's it make you think about they. <laughs> who is they? DJ, yeah, who is they? Who is they? What DJ Khaled say? <laughs> you had DJ Khaled. Hold on. Y'all, we went on a trip. <laughs> and he had this dog on. Uh... <laughs> on ways, DJ uh, Khaled was our navigator. App on your phone, <laughs> you could change the voices, and I had DJ Khaled. What did he say? I was like, he kind of aggressive. No, he was uh <laughs> about texting and dropping. He said, "Don't let they catch you." Don't let they catch you. <laughs> and I was like, they. What you think about it? Who are, who is they? The CDC is they for one. They control <laughs> too much. <laughs> the Center for Disease Control. Yeah, sorry, y'all. They knew what that was. It just happens to be in Atlanta, in a place full of black people. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Wow. All of it. Jaden believed that we are in assimilation. He believed that all of our life is a conspiracy theory. He believed we are a walking conspiracy theory. My son is like, what is going on? (laughs) Everything is a conspiracy theory. You walk. Everything, yep. He believed the moon landing was shot on a TV set. Yep, on he, a said TV was, stage. he said it was he shot said it in was, a, a lot. Yep. 
But I can see it. If you think about it, you'd be like, yeah, I could see it. I could see them doing something. And we say them, when we say they, you'd be like, who is they? We don't know who they is, but we could see they doing it. Right. <laughs> that is something, that is a they kind of thing to do. Yes. You've been they'd. <laughs> as long as you haven't been to Kashi 6ix9ine. Oh my gosh. No, let's not talk about this. I refu- that's another person I refuse to talk about. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Throw him way in the deep sea. Yeah. Way yeah. in the deep blue sea. He, no, he's no longer a person. Okay. <laughs> he ain't going to never be able to be a person anymore. Nah. But yeah, we are they. I don't know. I just want to be able to go back to when I didn't have to worry about shit. Like, what age were you living footloose and fancy free? And you didn't worry about the they. You didn't worry about coming out. I'm trying to think about, like, when my best freaking year was where I was living my best life. No. That's what I said. It has to be somewhere between middle and high school. Or going, yeah, for me, mm. probably my senior year of high school. Senior year? Jeez. I got, listen. What you understand? That's was, a tough one. Like, what did I have to, I didn't have to do nothing. <laughs> Play football. Mm-hmm. My sister worked at Tommy, so I just had clothes. <laughs> All I had to worry about was my shoes. Yeah. You was set. Go to school. I I wasn't failing, so I'm like, Mm -hmm. that was just a fun full. That was a a whole year of fun. Your senior year. Yeah. Y'all, y'all senior year was so like down south. Y'all, it's just a whole nother. It's just it's something other. (laughs) It's something other. Like it's unique. I grew up in the Midwest, you know, suburbs. Chicago suburbs, which now is more like the city than I ever (laughs) believed, like, ever. Um, (laughs) But I think I lived a suburban (laughs) life, like, kind of what your family think Think. I lived. I think I probably did live that. You're just realizing it now. (laughs) I'm just realizing it now and realizing that (laughs) my kids ain't getting that same experience in this same (laughs) No, they're not. Area, this is no longer the suburbs. I don't know what it is, but it ain't that. It's like we're we're this weird in-between. I don't know what that is. Just We just (laughs) in-between. Yep. The city in the suburbs. That's what Elgin is. That's just where we're at. But I don't remember a time. Mind you, I don't live in Elgin. But when I went to visit... I live in stream. <laughs> you see how he separates? <laughs> you see how he just separates? You know what I'm saying? I live by Elgin. Nearby. <laughs> You're a passerby. But nah, you work, I work there. I got to go there every day. <laughs> okay. Elgin made me who I am. They, they push out some really good products. So let's go ahead and... You know, you can clap it up for them on that one because yeah. they do produce some good products. I need the other ones. Mm. Okay. That's why I said I leave them alone. That's okay. I started the show first episode complaining about my city. So, <laughs> listen. <laughs> I complain about mine too. It ain't the same. But what I was saying is that I learned something different. 
when I went to visit like the South, it was way slower paced than I was used to. Everybody said I talked fast, kind of, when I first got there. I slowed down my talking now just with us being together. But when I first went there, I did not realize the way these people are connected. Like Mike and his friend group, they were connected in a way like I never seen before. I had a friend group from high school, but I wasn't connected in that way. Like we parted ways after high school, (laughs) kind of. I stayed in touch with a few people. I still associate. I still, you know, talk to some people. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you to all my people that listened to me. Elgin High School, class 2002. The best class they ever had. But anyway, um, I talked to them. We're cordial. But y'all have, like, this thing. Like, y'all love each other. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean by that? Like, y'all boys, like, when we went to your niece's game, she's a cheerleader, uh-huh. the people that saw you and once they recognized who you were... Oh, because of my hair. That was super cool to see people see you with hair. That was <laughs> cool. But the way that y'all dapped up or hugged each other was a passion. Like, <laughs> it was like a bro hug. Like, I'm not... like I can't imagine... I can't imagine that kind of... um that level i feel like that level of communication with the people that i went to school with or people that i know or i recognize from here is not there when i'm when i'm home i kind of feel like it's always a competitive thing or like what are you doing what you doing now it always feel really competitive or i don't feel that when i i don't feel like in the south i'm sure it's there Mm -hmm. but i don't feel like there's this level of competition that's just it's like a genuine um support that y'all have i don't feel that on this end i feel like everything is busy all the time Uh everybody is trying to find their next hustle they next come up i don't give a damn who i have to step on to get there like i feel like the support aspect that i saw in the south i don't see up here i just feel like it's a different kind of hustle and so Mm. for me you know, that story that I read about at the beginning about the woman being different, I'm coming out of I'm coming out of that jealous, conniving, petty spirit because I want everybody to win. Yep, and that's why in seven years we gone. Yeah. <laughs> we gone. Listen. We listen. He said, you can be happy, but in seven years, we about you. Yep. No. <laughs> I don't know. I just want everybody to be happy. So for me, I know I kind of came back here and got, and I think I mentioned that too before, I got into this rut of being back but, home. Yeah. And I started to fall into old behaviors. And so I'm coming out of that. I'm coming out of falling into old patterns. Um, and being okay with whatever decision I make, good, bad, wrong, Mm. and anything. Um, Because with me coming out spiritually, um, I'm not a Christian, and I'm okay saying that now. That was something that was very hard for me before I still toggled the line. I'm not saying I'll never go to church again. I'm not saying that um, because I do have a lot of family who are in church, and I'll support them. But for me... Being on this spiritual journey and coming out and 
being able to think for myself and watch my family support me in that has been more rewarding than... But, like, I've noticed something hmm. different about my family and your family, too. Because, hmm. like, you tell your family you don't believe in Jesus, they go crazy. And I thought my family would be the one to go crazy. I did too. But they all just look at me like, and just keep going like, yeah, you're crazy. And then just keep <laughs> going. <laughs> but I'm like, and we, and that's the thing, like, we let our kids, like, you want to believe in God and Jesus? That's you. I mean, I believe, we still believe in God. But like, you want to believe in Jesus? That's you. Mm. You believe whatever you believe. Whatever makes you a better person, I'm all for it. Yeah, because our oldest daughter, she still identifies yeah. Um, as Christian and she's still you know and I'm okay with that like even how we talk here this is this is our space like I said y'all are like therapy with us but we not heathens with our children y'all. Oh, no. <laughs> so we still let them um we let them be who they are and we try not to talk down mm. or you know push our beliefs upon them but we do open them and expose them to a lot of things that my mom and them was not doing. No. You know? If I told her I wanted to try a Buddhist chant, <laughs> she would you better get your butt on in that bed, chant Buddha that, you know what I'm saying? But um, I've used a lot of different things to apply to my life. I do still reference the Bible because I think that there are a lot of things to learn from it. However, I look at it differently. I look at it kind of like how I look at reading a, a fable a fable or a piece of poetry or a piece of i look at it as as a literary piece of art you know what i mean um i love that part of it that aspect of it mm -hmm. like but you cannot make me believe that like the story of jonah and the will you cannot make me believe <laughs> that like you can't make me believe that that this fish ate this man this was well, a big fish and who lived to tell it <laughs> Okay, you see what I'm saying? And our kids brought us to that. We took them to Sunday school, y'all, really quick. No, what got me, <laughs> I think what got what really got me was, I, I didn't really think about this until I was older. Mm. So it was Adam and Eve, right? Oh, I know where you're going. Okay. It's just them two. Mm -hmm. Adam and Eve, first man, first woman. They had one son, after Cain. Mm -hmm. Abel, I don't know which one. Go ahead, break it down, break it down. <laughs> but they just had two boys, right? Didn't after Cain killed Abel, he left. But he came back with a wife. Right. Where did this woman come from? If they were the first ones. If Adam and Eve was the first people mm -hmm. and all they had was a son. Mm -hmm. Two sons. Okay. Where did his wife come from? Mm. Audience, let us know where you think they came from. Because I don't know. It's, <laughs> I don't And if okay. Adam and Eve had a daughter, mm -hmm. that would be incest. And doesn't the Bible frown upon incest? Frown upon? Frown. It frowns upon wearing. It frowns upon a lot of stuff. It frowns upon a lot of things. Like it frowns upon tattoos. I love my tattoos. I got a new one, by the way. It frowns upon, which I thought was crazy. Uh huh. 
the wearing of different uh, textures. Text, yeah, textiles. Textiles. So you can't wear cotton and polyester together. Mixed. Nope. Okay. Not according to the Bible. Okay. Men are supposed to uh, cut their uh, hair but or beard. What about the argument that that's the Old Testament, my dear? Oh. Well, the Quran, that's all they go by. Yeah. I believe so. I don't know much about it, so I can't really give you an educated guess. <laughs> I don't know. But it wasn't until that when you broke, when you first brought, like, when we started already questioning, when the kids came out of out of Sunday school mm-hmm. and they asked us about the whale, that was the first thing. <laughs> like the kids were using their comments. They were like, they were using their comments for we were using ours. Wow, that's wow. They really were, and they were like, "Why do y'all keep bringing us to this nonsense?" Like that was really the thing. These are lies, and you tell us. This is what my son said. <laughs> These are lies. And you tell us not to lie, but yet you keep bringing us to this place, wanting us to lie and then worship the lie. I was like, dang it. Boy, listen, that was deep to me because he was a a little tyke then, you know? And he asked me, why everybody always say your name, mom? (laughs) (laughs) He said, why every time we go to church and they start shouting, why they say Shonda all the time? Why do they say Shondo? <laughs> he said, why do they always say Shondo? I said, Jay, that is not my name. <laughs> he said, but every time I be trying to go to sleep and I keep hearing them say Shondo. I was like, oh my God. But my kids really, really, really taught me a lot. And I started asking questions. And so then we started going and attending adult bible study because we want that was the place where you go get the answers to the questions that you had and as a parent we didn't have those answers and nobody we just went by what somebody told us so i was like well let me go for myself mike you want to join me let us go when we asked the question first they tried to beat around the bush and give you this scripture they give you another scripture to answer another scripture (laughs) i just want to know what the words in this one text mean right then we start asking questions on a regular basis and they would start skipping us (laughs) then me being the scholar that i am i started researching on the internet that's when the internet was kind of not new but we were still on myspace so y'all know that was a long time ago so i started researching (laughs) right then we start researching, and when you ask questions that the pastor don't know, then they say, just pray about it, baby. I was like, well, I'll be. <laughs> you ain't even going to help me get the answer? Huh? But we have a pastor's appreciation? Shouldn't this be the things that we appreciate you for? But in the modern-day church... <laughs> Pastors is getting appreciated for something different. <laughs> but I'm not even going to go there. No. No. <laughs> Too much controversy. But yeah, I am really, really happy to be coming out with you guys about so many, you guys and girls. <sighs> yeah, you got to be politically correct. Fuck that. I don't care. To you guys, you guys. and gals. <laughs> 
okay? I really, 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 really appreciate you guys for messing with us five episodes in. You know? <laughs> Give yourselves a round of applause. Hey, that's Tell a, your friends. That's a... Your family. A good milestone number five. You have five years. Yeah. So five shows is good. Five shows is good. And we're going to have five more after that and five more after that and five more after that. And we're going to keep it multiplying. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's all good. But we really do love you guys. And we thank from you for rocking From the bottom of us. our hearts. From the bottom, bottom, bottom of our hearts. Y'all have no idea what somebody else is going through. You don't know what everybody has. Everybody has their own struggles in life. All right. So this is a good time for us to come together and every time we come here uh, to talk to y'all, just to be in your cars, whether you working out, whether you out there with your children on a play day, whether you <laughs> sitting between classes in college, wherever you may be on the bus stop, <laughs> wherever you may be, we really, really thank you for listening to us because your time you. is valuable. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And so you allowed us, you allow us to come out every week. Um and just be here with you guys. And I continue to say this is my weekly therapy. Um, and I really thank y'all for rocking with us on social media. If you have not already, please like, share, share. comment, let us know. Ask us questions. questions topics. Topics. Uh, connect with us. We want to connect with you. We want y'all to connect with us. And as we continue to grow this thing. We want to grow it bigger. Look, I'm trying bigger. to make this into like a talk show where we have our own little thing. So okay, we love you guys. Man. All right. Peace and blessings. Until next time, tell somebody you love them and don't be petty. <laughs> Stay black. Yeah.